Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn. It is Food for Thought Friday, and man, I always look forward to this program where I get to share some things that God has spoken to me over the past week, just little nuggets of wisdom, maybe through my time reading the Bible or through a devotional book I'm reading, uh, through conversations with other people or just uh, social media even, a lot of bad things quite often, also a lot of edifying good things too, and just want to share some of those things with you uh, that might bless you like they bless me, but one of the things that, uh, you know, we base this program on, you know, sometimes uh, we don't know what to say when somebody has, uh, you know, ended their life, and, uh, you know, we've got family and friends that, you know, the average person when a person dies by suicide impacts up to 33 people really tremendously. I mean, it has a big impact. It, people think the enemy, Satan, lies to them and says, you know, nobody will care if you, you know, just end your life. Well, research over the years shows that a minimum of 33 people will be greatly impacted. And so, you know, it's it's really challenging. Like, what do you say to people that, you know, have lost a loved one because of suicide? And uh, one thing I want to encourage you to say is not talk about that they committed suicide. Uh, it's, it's you know, it's not. It's like you don't say somebody committed cancer. Well, with suicide, yes, they died by suicide. But somebody in a moment of weakness, uh, maybe mental health illness, uh, just made a really unwise decision. And unfortunately, it's actually a selfish decision. But the enemy is such a great deceiver and. Um, we just have to be so careful, but I want to kind of coach you and encourage you on that today. Uh, not to say that people committed suicide, but to simply say they died by suicide. But I know you're saying, you know, well, what what do I say to someone if you know they've lost a loved one? Because it is obviously just a horrific, painful situation. But here's just some things that I've learned over the years and also uh, have found through uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention that things I've tried to apply, uh, maybe they'll help you, just five simple but I think really wonderful things just to help when somebody's lost a, a loved one because of suicide. Maybe just say this, you know, I, just be honest, say, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. You may have to repeat that and just say, I really am here for you. I want you to know that. Secondly, just say, you know, I miss them too. A third thing, whatever you're feeling right now is okay. You know, sometimes people just need to vent. And just being a great listener, you don't have to have the answers, but just being a great listener and after I've done this, say, you know, whatever you're feeling right now is okay. Fourth thing, hey, I'm going to the store. What can I pick up for you? You know, we tell people sometimes, hey, I'm here for you or, you know, I'd be glad to help you. But sometimes when people, just their mind is spinning, their heart's hurting, you can just be real specific like that. Hey, I'm going to the store. What can I pick up for you? Or, you know, maybe, hey, you know what? Um, We're going to order a carryout tonight. Could we also grab a meal for you and bring it by and just drop it off? those things like that, friends, really mean a lot to somebody, uh, whether they've lost someone by suicide or just anybody that's going through a loss. And then last night, it's just another thought to say when someone has uh, lost someone by suicide, you know, I have no idea what to say, but I know how to listen. 
I'll say it again. I have no idea what to say, but I know how to listen. And friends, I think if we're all honest, whether it's a loss of a loved one, a friend by suicide, or just any type of loss, um, you know, just being honest like that and say, hey, I don't know what to say, but I know how to listen. Because sometimes we can be guilty of trying to say, well, yeah, I can relate to that because. And you have to be real careful with that and pick your moments. Uh, I've had to learn that the hard way over the years. Because, you know, when people die, uh, each situation's different. I mean, I can't say a generality. You know, I, I, what I'll usually say, I can understand a little bit where you, how you feel today uh, when someone loses a parent because of losing my dad. Uh, my dad went to heaven seven and a half years ago, so... I can just say, you know, I can I can remember some of those emotions I felt. But everybody handles grief differently, so I try not to say, you know, I know exactly how you feel. I never say that. I just say, you know, I can relate some some to what you're experiencing because of losing my father or, you know, having been through divorce. I can say to somebody, you know, I, I know some of the pain, the rejection you deal with when somebody divorces you. Uh, I've been there, so... So that might be some coaching. I think somebody just needs to hear today. And, uh, you know, one other thing, just as we're in this holiday season, I mean, though it sometimes can be overwhelming, right? And we get invited to so many things. And, man, for a people pleaser like me, that's really challenging. But I want to encourage you just to be a person that just, you know, allows yourself to say no. I almost feel hypocritical saying that, but I really am trying to grow in that area. And you don't have to say it that bluntly, I'm just saying, you know, I'm sorry. I would love to do that, but right now my schedule is just jam packed. And, you know, uh, it, you may not even have some of that actual time of their event, but you know, I need this margin of rest so I can stay healthy, both mentally and emotionally, but also physically. Because, you know, when you get run down, friends, we get sick and then we can't enjoy any of the holiday. And, um, I've just had to learn to do that, and I think I'm doing better, but I'm still a work in progress just saying I'm sorry I, I can't do that. But thank you so much for inviting me. I like this on a lighter note, this quote uh, from one of the Rocky movies. Rocky said, remember the mind is your best muscle. Big arms can move rocks, but big words can move mountains. And friends, that's true with being follower of Jesus. Remember, Jesus talked Jesus talk about having the faith the size of a mustard seed. You can move mountains. And uh, friends, i got to just remind you, the, the battle is in our mind. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's why it's so important to read God's Word and to look at options you know, through devotionals and uh, listen to some faith-based music. Uh, to keep our, our tanks full of what God says about us. Uh, I love this quote that uh, uh, I saw recently. A friend of mine posted says, Fear comes free, hope takes work. It's by John Acuff. Uh, really like a lot of his stuff. Uh, I follow him on social media. and I love this quote. Fear comes free, hope takes work. You know, it's easy to get in fear. and Jesus knew the enemy would try to cause us to stay in fear. It's why uh, either I'm, I'm be not afraid, do not be afraid, or fear is talked about, uh, depending on what translation you look at, around 365 days a year, okay? I mean, it's one for almost every day, something in the Bible that talks about that. 
uh, because the enemy loves to get us in fear. And I've confessed on this program before and confess it again as we celebrate our sixth anniversary. But there's been times that I have let the enemy steal moments of my life, even seasons of my life, because of being in fear. And, you know, it, it comes free, but hope takes work. So I want to encourage you today, if you're like, Greg, I really want to be hopeful, but I'm kind of hopeless. Well, it takes work, friends. And, you know, Jesus had to take, it took work, you know, the cross. I mean, our our faith did not come free. Our hope is not free. It cost Jesus everything. Yet we can have hope because Jesus is alive and the tomb was empty. Amen. So just remember that quote today. Fear comes free, but hope takes work. So much power in that. And I love that God, uh, just he meets us right where we are, doesn't he, friends? Saw this quote posted by my friend Renee Karras recently. Uh, It's a quote actually by Abraham Lincoln. And uh, I really uh, did not remember him saying this, but this is so powerful. Uh, To ease another's heartache is to forget one's own. The ease to another's heartache is to forget one's own. And, you know, friends, I've talked about that before here on on Hope is Here, that, you know, a lot of times we're not feeling well and just down and discouraged, even though we don't feel like reaching out to somebody else. When we do that, we wind up taking our minds off of our own pain, heartache, disappointments, tribulations, and we, we wind up being a blessing to somebody else when we think about somebody else who's going through a tough time. And if we look around, there's always somebody we know going through a tough time. And quite often, there's somebody going through a more difficult time than we are. And when we do that, friends, I just believe it with all my heart. It's not the way the world does it, but the Bible, one of my favorite verses, Proverbs eleven twenty five, those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And when I've been able to press through the pain, the heartache, and the disappointment, it's amazing how God shows up. And it really, really, truly encourages me. I want to share this quote by Seth Godin. Um, I like the quote. Uh, it says, somewhere there is the ideal soil for growing mangoes or the best possible way for surfing or the most romantic sunset for a proposal. But it's not right here and it's not right now. Our success has a lot to do with how we dance with conditions that aren't quite perfect. You know, friends, sometimes we think, oh, my life will just get so much better when this one situation is resolved. And yet, friends, I can tell you now, being on this planet for over 50 years now, that that's just not true. There's always something this side of heaven that you're going to deal with. And if you want to have success, and, you know, success is different, and different people, everybody has their gauge of success. But I think to have peace in your life, uh, which I think to me that's being successful when you have peace, that you've got to learn how to dance with conditions that aren't quite perfect. Because the enemy will try to do everything he can to make sure that things aren't perfect. And it's easy to get our feelings hurt in the holiday season. And what did people do? Or did they give me a gift or a card or whatever? And friends, just know that everybody's dealing with something. And uh, man, just try to limit your expectations of others during this holiday season. And just realize that, you know, Conditions are not going to be perfect. If you want to have peace or have success, as Seth Godin says, you got to learn how to dance with conditions that aren't quite perfect. And I want to to encourage you to be the one that just extends mercy and grace to others. And, you know, I've really watched my mom grow in that a lot over the years, just 
you know, she loves people and loves kids and her kids and grandkids, but really is lower, just extends grace when she knows sometimes it's just hard to do everything or be everywhere. And, uh, you know, she denies herself and when she does that. And I'm just so uh, encouraged by that. And I want you to be encouraged by that. I want to share Psalm 100 today as uh, we start to wrap up this program. Uh, it's one that was read recently uh, by Ruthie Donaldson. It's something I was at at my church, and it just really, really spoke to me. And it's Psalm 100. It's a psalm for Thanksgiving. And I know this is Christmas season. We've had Thanksgiving. But, friends, I just think it's applicable even for today. Psalm 100. I want to read that to you. Maybe you want to look this up later and read it yourself out loud. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to God. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Friends, aren't you thankful for God's faithfulness today? Aren't you thankful that he is a good, uh, thank you for his loving kindness, his everlasting love, and his faithfulness to all generations? Friends, don't doubt how much God loves you. If you do, just think about that baby Jesus, you know, Emmanuel, that God is with us. And just know how much God loved you today as we celebrate this Christmas season and that there's always hope because of Jesus. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope Is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today. Dot today.